Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 90, for realsies this time, of the Alt Left Podcast. I am here with Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And the robless Dr. K. Uh, good evening, everyone. I, I'm i just because I'm not wearing a robe, I am actually clothed. It's, oh yes, yeah, I, I didn't mean to. I was not meaning to say he was disrobed because <laughs> that would uh, that would be a that would be a whole different kind of podcast. Um, but hashtag robes for K. I mean, we could we could have that podcast. It would just be a completely different podcast. I'm just gonna say there's plenty of places where three guys with disappointing junk wave them around. I don't think we need to join that. One. <laughs> Good point. Fair enough. So, uh, with the exception of Matt, it's like a it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh my god, your poor wife. <laughs> it is for those of you who don't know, like Matt is ridiculous hung. It is like if you put K and I together, we would like not even reach Matt's circumcision scar. It's insanity. Ladies and gentlemen, part of that story is true and one is completely false. I'll let you be the judge of which one it is. Ask my tonsils. So let's start with some good news, Matt. Uh I hear um I hear that the man has eased up his uh his his stranglehold on your uh, your greenbacks. Yeah, man. Like honestly, there's a couple more things I want to add to it that aren't really politically related. But like I've been having one hell of a good day. So I woke up this morning, and and for those of you, I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned in some form or another in various episodes about that I went to ITT Tech and how I've like I've got kind of a personal stake in how shitty and predatory their practices can be. Well, about two years ago, I applied for borrower's defense. Now, for those of you that don't know, here's just a brief you know, synopsis is borrower's defense has been around forever. It's basically a set of laws and regulations that have been in place for people that borrow money. Now, they're very loose. They don't cover a whole lot. But if people are victimized to borrow money, there is an avenue where they can apply to get some of that debt forgiven to basically have some sort of defense given. Now, over the last few years, that has expanded to include um, student loan payments for these colleges and things like that. So when ITT Tech went under, that's when a big push started coming for 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 these expansions and things like that. And I think there was a, even a legal case where it was against, you guys remember Betsy DeVos? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who don't, Betsy DeVos is the uh, the awful human being that Trump put in charge of the Secretary of Education who's defunding public schools, trying to turn everything into a charter system for religious schools, and also wanted to fuck everyone with student debt. Exactly. And she did a lot of damage, but there were a few things she couldn't get get stopped, and this was one of them, because like under the, the law was pretty clear that these colleges were absolutely uh, being predatory with their lending, and it was just all kinds of, like there was well, no- Well, not Trump University. No, no, no that, not not them. The, some people are saying it's the best university that's ever existed with the best education. <laughs> Good stakes, too. Some, some, some people are saying. Uh, but anyway, so I looked into this. Um, there was a couple of avenues I'd been looking at. Um, one of them was like a program where by working in you know government or various other charitable organizations, you could basically as long as you had 10 solid years of working there and were paying consistently through that, you could get the rest of your debt forgiven and a couple of things like that. But one of the things I found was borrower's defense. So I applied and um, one of the things I will give Joe Biden credit for, I wasn't sure if it was going to go through, but he had said several months ago that he was pushing his administration to just blanketly approve any open cases for these colleges that were out. And so basically they said a date range, which I fell into. And this morning I woke up and I'd been approved. So I don't know when it will happen, but essentially all of my federal student loans, none of my privates, because that doesn't, co- that doesn't, co- isn't covered in this. Not much can cover your privates, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're too kind. Too kind, sir. Yeah, you're too buku, but keep going. <laughs> but uh, all my private student loans are still going to have to be in payment. But like, again, those are the smaller chunk and they're only like 150 bucks a month. It's really not a lot. But the bigger one, which is about $48,000, is now going to be forgiven. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Ooh, I, you buy I, me a house I, now? That's a chunk of change, man. 
And, and, and that was costing me about $400 a month in, in repayment. Now, again, everything's been in forbearance because of COVID. So that's been good. Uh, I don't know the timeline of how long it takes to actually have them stripped from record, but it'll go into my taxes. Basically, my credit report is going to spike up in a good way because a big chunk of debt is going to come off. In the meantime, if, for instance, it takes longer than like, you know, December, which is when the uh, forbearance ends, Joe Biden's forbearance ends, everyone has to start paying their loans back. I will still be in forbearance. I don't owe anything. I don't need to keep making any payments. I'm effectively done as of today. And then the other good news is it's not in all cases and they didn't give any kind of like qualifiers or things that that tell you, but certain people, I guess, are eligible to have uh, what they have paid refunded. Uh, It didn't say how much or or what the uh, terms are for having that done, but if I am one of them and if it's the full amount, that means I could also be seeing roughly $20,000 returned back to me which would be incredible if that happens. I don't know if it will. Honestly, I'll be happy if they just forgive the loans. But if I get that on top of it, it'd be like the icing on the cake, which I am not the norm, but it it is, I was surprised to see that something Biden said he would do is actually getting done. Um, so, so that gives me hope. And I know there's others that were in my situation. Uh, these schools were absolutely predatory. They made a lot of promises they failed to deliver on. Uh, they didn't give as like, like my bachelor's I think now is null and void. Like, I don't think my bachelor's counts anymore. (laughs) Good thing I got a job that I already handed my bachelor's in when it was still good. So I'm already getting paid for having a bachelor's, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's useless now, which means if I ever leave my job, I can't say that I have a bachelor's degree anymore which kind of sucks. So the least they could do is, you know, wait, run, run me through that. Cause I don't understand why that would be the case. Um, I think because it was, it was an accredited university when you did it. So here's the thing. I don't know for sure. What I have seen is it's, it's, I think it's still kind of wrapped up in the courts because part of this, like the basis that a lot of people have been making uh, suits against ID tech were that the education they delivered was subpar and not enough to allow a person to be competitive in the industries they were seeking education for. And so I read somewhere that it looked like they were basically those degrees were useless because a, the college never exists and the education they were giving is now deemed inadequate. Could be wrong, but because uh, yeah, I, I mean I'm, I I can see where someone would say that, but that's literally not how that how that works collegially in terms cool. of a degree being valid, not in terms of a college not being a piece of shit and being. But that's how when a college starts delivering inadequate education, it, it loses its accreditation and it can no longer give out degrees. But if a cool. college has fit accreditation standards, any degrees they give out during their period of being accredited, it's it's basically a full faith and credit kind of argument. Oh, you know what? You, I, I think, you're, no, you just triggered a memory. You're right. I think it, what, it's not that the degree is no longer valid. It's that if I were to go to continue my education at another school, my degree... My degree is no longer. That's what it was. I'm correct. You're right. yeah, I that would, you yeah. would have an issue getting into a graduate program. That's right. Uh, with, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I no, have you, to start, start from scratch. Yeah. But but no matter what, your bachelor's degree is valid, and and it is absolutely something that you will have and can use for the rest of your life. Yeah, you would and, have and, trouble building jumping off of that to a higher education. Yes, and to be honest, companies are not going to to see it as being something of great value. In the same light as they would from no, but they will still take it as value of someone who doesn't have it. Yes, but but at this point, I mean, it's like yeah, but at this point in my career, it's what's getting me in the door in companies has like for at least the last five years has been my experience and my my bachelor's bachelor's has just been like oh that's nice you got a bachelor's but like it's my if you ever wanted to you would not have to start over from square one a lot of schools would be like take these fifteen units and we will then we will then confer a bachelor's upon you like they will they will they will most likely accept most of your units they probably just won't accept like the last year's worth of higher end units and then they'll just make you take like five more courses if you ever wanted to if you ever jump from university to university to get another degree in that um, they will accept most of what you did at ITT Tech if you ever wanted to. Now, again, you are in a field where your experience matters more than anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it would be worth it for you. Same. But for those in your boat who do want that degree, like all is not lost, it would actually, it sucks. It's unfair what has happened to you guys, but it is oh, not. Very much so. 
the earth is not salted. You would simply have to do some extra work to then continue to have a degree that has confidence in it, which still exactly. sucks. Yeah, but it fuck does. IT tech and fuck honestly fuck private universities. Yep, DeVry, fuck IT tech, profit all of them. Yeah. Yes, because that's what it really um, is. Is for profit because private, not necessarily, but for profit. It depends because even state universities are running high margin profit schemes. Well, of course they are, but, but that's I see what not you're saying. Yeah, not like, yeah non-state schools. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah. here's the thing. There are private universities that are terrific. I mean, especially if you're going to talk about like private universities that are like, you know, traditional women's colleges and private universities yeah, that are like, I mean. you know, you know H- a- HB, HBCUs, you know, like historic black colleges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are private universities that are good. And there are like technical scientific research colleges that are private. So it's like, I wouldn't even say for them, but I, would, I agree that it's, it's these, these trade school focused, but they're not actual trade schools. They, they kind of pass themselves off as this hybrid trade school university and they actually give you neither. Yeah. Because having a trade school education is valuable and having a college degree is valuable. Having that weird hybrid thing is worth nothing. And that yep. sucks. And they charge the most for it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's a, it's a scheme. Credit where credit is due. This is one of those areas where I think Biden did something good. I still would like to see yes. everyone's students debt. Like th- this is not one of those things where I got mine and fuck everybody else. No, it, this is good, but I demand more. And the more that I demand is that everyone in a financial hardship who took a student loan, not even a financial hardship, anybody that got, that has like outstanding student loan debt, forgive it. That, that's what yeah. I demand. What I want Biden to do is actually follow through on measures that he's doing that are ethical, right? So like the idea that like, well, student loan debt is crippling a generation and we need to work forward with American. That's great. But then I want him to go all the way with that. You know, this, this, well, I'm going to remove marijuana. I'm going to, I'm going to suggest, I'm not actually going to do anything, but I'm going to recommend marijuana be removed as a class one. And I'm going to pardon federal prisons. That's great. But the whole point is that the war on drugs is evil. And then what we've done to marijuana convicts is evil. And so you need to issue pardon on state levels you need to get rid of state comments like that's my issue it's like joe biden kind of dips his toe in the shallow end but wants the gold medal for olympic diving and it's like it doesn't work that way if you want the gold medal fucking do it and do it hard and it's like he could and it pisses me off because like the democratic party at any any time any time the democratic party actually wanted to court the left all they would have to do is actually follow through on the shit they get rolling and they yeah. won't yeah. And that's that's the infuriating thing with the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. And keep in mind, too, like this is I've said this before, but I am a privileged cis white male, straight cis white male. Kill white. Um, <laughs> and it's great that I got my loans forgiven, but I was not I was still able to put money away, go on trips. I was living a good, you know, middle class life. There are people in my position that aren't that that have defaulted on loans because they can't pay them because they had to choose to have, um, you know, a meal or a roof over them ha- their head. To your point, Chris is like, it's great that I got help, but I want the help for everyone. I want the help for the ones that are really struggling because of this. Because yeah, it sucked. I was inconvenienced, and it was harder to move my life forward because of these loans, but I was still able to do it. And most of the people that need this aren't getting it. And that's where that's where it's like, great, I got help. Do it for everyone else. We have a, an entire episode. I don't remember what number it was uh, on colleges for profit, not for profit. And all of the statistics that are involved with whether you become, you know, whether you get that four year degree and not, and how much you're going to make, like go back and listen to it. If you want that information, yeah, the, the numbers are still there and they add up. Yeah, they do. And the, the thing that we're talking about here is that anybody that has to take out loans for college, they're going to be better off because they've gone to college. That's what the statistics say. And I believe them, but that doesn't mean that everyone that took out loans is doing well. Yeah. I mean, for okay, look, case in point for me, right? Yeah. When we, I am in a different place now academically than I was when we started this podcast, right? So my bachelor's is done. I have a bachelor's degree in history. Yeah. And I am currently in the process of trying to get my master's now. I'm actually applying to my grad schools right now. My deadlines are in a couple months, and that's great. But just to get to where I'm at, right? Had I had to take out, I, I was I was privileged in that I was offered free rent 
when I was doing my finishing my degree. So like I had the privilege of being able to work part time to pay like my car insurance and all that shit and just roll the dice and pray I didn't get an injury and not have health care. And I had free fucking rent. Literally, I had to pay for my cell phone, my car insurance, my gas and my food. That was it. Rent was covered, which I mean, let's face it. Rent is for most people half their it's, fucking it's income. It's the lion's share. So I was able to work like 30 hours a week and go to school full time. It was a grind, but it was not nearly the grind of someone who's working 40 to 50 hours a week and trying to go to school full time or the grind of someone who's like not working or working even less part time and taking out massive loans to pay their tuition. Had I not done that, had I even just tuition alone, right? Tuition alone, I would have been 20 grand in debt just for my bachelor's. That's not including books. That's not including if I wanted to take out a larger loan to help cover living expenses. If I was just covering tuition, it would have been almost 20 grand at a state school to get just my undergrad degree. Okay. I would already be out 20 grand. Now, guess what? My degree is not earning me money. I work in the nonprofit sector. I have a job because I have a love for, for, for working for charities and nonprofits, and I have experience doing it. That's why I have my job. Had I not had my bachelor's degree, I would have the same job right now with the same salary, and I'd be 20 grand in debt had I not had the privilege of someone fucking housing me while I finished my degree. Now I'm working full time and I'm going for my master's. I may be taking out a small loan to help cover the cost of tuition. But the point is, I'm not jumping into this with a massive amount of debt. And there's a lot of Americans who are like me or like Matt who got a degree, but it's not actually jumping up their pay or their their living standards. The reason I got my bachelor's was so I could get my master's, which I'm hoping will help my living. Um, Not by much. I'm doing it for the love of the – anyway, point is (laughs) – I'm on a tangent. The point is, there's a lot of people like me who didn't have the advantages and privileges I did, who were in the same boat, rocking the lower middle class lifestyle or just poor working class lifestyle, who are saddled with five figure fucking debt and nothing to show for it except like, hey, that's cool. I know a lot about literature or whatever. And it didn't actually do much. And now they have this debt that that is going to be, and and it's at payments. Again, if you're not doing well, if you're working a lower middle class or a working class or a low working class salary lifestyle, you're probably not making big payments, right? You're probably not being able to afford 600 bucks a month for your student loans. You're probably paying 200 bucks, 150. Okay. Well, guess what? Most of that is going towards interest. A very small percentage is going towards principal, which means because you do not have wealth and you're paying a lower amount, it is acting. There's a million reasons why it's more expensive to be poor, right, in America. And this is one of them. Because you don't have enough money to throw at the principal of your loan, instead of paying back 20 grand plus a few percent, you end up spending 45, 50 grand on a $20,000 debt or more because you're making minimum payments. And this is, yeah. this is the reason they do not want to forgive student loan debt. It has absolutely nothing to do no, with, I got mine. And yeah, and it's not fair. It's not no. The point is, it's profitable. Exactly. Kay nailed it on the fucking yeah. nose. It, These it banks to are do about raking in. Else. Yeah, they're raking in record profits on people not being able to afford to pay back these debts quickly, and they are raking them through the coals and destroying lives for high profit margins. It's completely predatory. These were loans that were given at high at shitty rates to. People way too young to know what they were doing with no financial experience who signed their fucking lives away and are now going to be bled dry for most of their working lives with nothing to show for it. They do this also with credit cards, but I don't want to go into that specifically. But they do, but it's the same credit card scheme. Absolutely. It is the same same credit card. It is the same credit card scam. If they really wanted to fix the student loan issue, right, instead of these loans that compound interest over time or where it pays interest first and those kinds of things. If they were fixed loans that, you know, say you loaned 20,000 and you had to pay 22,000 back, I'd be okay with that. You know, but that's not what they do. What they do is that it's like every other loan in the world where you loan 20,000, but yeah, you may end up paying 40,000 because you default one month or you, can only pay just the bare minimums, which most of that money goes towards interest, not towards principal. And the slower you pay back, the more interest you have and to pay. The, exactly. 
you know, and the thing is, is that yes, your payment is less when your income is less. But if your income is less, it takes you three times as long to pay it. Yeah. And over the course of the term, you pay much more. Exactly. The a degree, while yes, it is a predictor that you are going to make more money long term, it doesn't necessarily translate. And that's what Chris was trying to say, is he was trying to say that, hey, just because I have this BA, this bachelor's degree, for what I do and for what my degree is in, I'm not making extra money. You didn't get a, a degree in business where you're going to immediately be able to go someplace and say, Gross. hey, I have a degree in, yes, of course, but I'm Much using like that ITT as an tech, talk about a worthless degree. The point is, is that you can go in and get a bachelor's in business and that can translate into extra money in a job. Mm-hmm. A, a degree in history has a very specific use. Which is why I have to go to grad school. <laughs> exactly. And but that's kind of the point is like it depends on what you go to school for. But most people don't go to I mean, actually, that's not true. Most people do go to school for business, but the degree actually isn't worth a whole lot in the end. No. And there's some that are like a bachelor's in nursing is worth a fuck ton of money oh, hell yes, in the long but, run. That's a great degree to get. Exactly. So, I actually but, know two people with a history degree. One of them works for the food pantry in Los Angeles and the other one works for an ins- a health insurance company. Yeah. Yeah. But history. People with a history is- degree either are historians, teachers or lawyers. And if they're yeah. not one of those things, they're not usually utilizing a history degree. That's what a history degree is good for. It's good yeah. for feeling good about yourself and having really annoying, boring facts at parties. Uh, it's good for boring people to sleep in a podcast. And it's really good for teaching and being a lawyer. That's it. I think the moral <laughs> of the story here is don't go to college, get a trade, and uh, go make some real money. I think there's nothing that's what wrong I with no, there's, I there's nothing wrong with uh, yeah. do, not, I'm not going to say don't go to I was, college. I, was I know, joking. I know you're making a joke. I was joking. <laughs> but I no, but I think there's actually some wisdom in what you're saying there. Is like if if doing something with uh, an academic degree is not your goal, don't fucking get one. Kay, yeah. for instance, had no interest in getting a degree in French literature. He was None. never going to use it. <laughs> not something he fucking wanted. And he was like. That's not what I want to do. There's a trade that I would love to do. And he went to trade school and he mastered a craft and makes a fine living doing that. That is wise. I am getting an academic degree and I'm hoping to actually turn that into a career. That would be great. But that's the point. It's like if you're going to get an academic degree, make it for something you're going to utilize for yourself. Not just because mom really wanted you to fucking get a degree in philosophy. Like, no, if you're going to get a degree in philosophy, you're going to be sad and poor forever. But the point is, it's usually a degree. <laughs> actually and you know in england they actually have state philosophers but not fucking here <laughs> but yes the point is if you're going to go to school and get a degree get it because you have a plan and if you don't have a plan you just want education and if you have the privilege to go for free or have your bills covered while you go sure do it you'll learn about the world in yourself that's a great thing there's nothing wrong with education for its own sake but we were there's a bill of goods that's been sold to America for a long time of just go get a bachelor's in underwater basket weaving and they'll just hand you a house. And it's like, no, that's not no, how that works no. anymore at all. It's how it used to work. Not anymore. Not anymore at all. And stop fucking believing that. If you get a degree, it needs to be for something you want to do. If you don't get a trade, if you don't want to do that, you want to wing it, do that too. But like pursue what brings you joy and what will bring you a career or something you want to do. And maybe you don't want a fucking career. Right. I know a dude who lives in a camper van, has no fucking bills. It's him and his dog having a dope time all the time. And once a month, he goes for a week, pans for gold for a few days. And that gives him enough money to completely run his lifestyle and put money into savings. Dude's got thousands of dollars in savings, has almost no bills. When his car breaks down, he's got the money right there. When he has a medical thing, he's got the money right fucking there. And he pans for gold a few days a month and lives in a fucking van and and posting pictures on Instagram. It's the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. He's got a great fucking life. That is a dude who did not need to go to school and is better off because he didn't because he's doing all that and doesn't have 50 grand in debt. Mm -hmm. The point is degrees aren't bad. Degrees aren't good. A degree is is an education in a certain field. And if that's what you want, you should pursue it with everything you have because it will bring you that joy in life. But if that is not your goal, do not do it. 
Stop being pressured into pursuing an academic degree when what you really want to do is pan for gold. And don't go pan for gold if what you really want to do requires an academic degree. Go get your fucking degree. But that's what universities need to be. Universities need to be places where people actually want to become masters in a field and learn and apply that into either an academic field, a scientific field, a humanitarian field, whatever your degree is in. Being a fucking librarian, you actually need a degree for that. You know what? Shit's complicated as fuck. Librarians are actually super important to the world. That's great. But if you don't want to be a librarian, don't get the fucking degree but if being a librarian brings you spark of joy go get your fucking librarian's degree and no one actually says that and that's the problem well and there's one more angle to this i don't think i've told this part of the story before like so when i when i started out the reason i went to itd tech is because i loved graphic design computer art and they were offering a degree in um digital entertainment and game design and i'm like okay that's cool i can play video games i can make video games i can be a tester i can do all this cool stuff that is why i started yeah uh by the time and i they got told you ex- if you gave them all your money and yeah. sold your soul to them that by the end of the day you'd be having have a great that life in a ferrari playing video games yeah now here's where I I don't want to sound arrogant about it, but I was a little bit smarter than the rest of my class because about midway through the kids in the class ahead of us who we had all kind of made friends with were graduating and all of them were coming back and telling us that the best they could ever find was a six month contract job making 10 to $12 an hour. Now bear in mind, in order to help pay for school and live my life, I was I had gotten a job working in a clinic. And at this point I was now making $14 an hour with full benefits, two weeks paid vacation. Like I had, it was sweet. And so I was at a crossroads. I had just gotten the AA and I was just like, so I don't really see that this is the future they're promising. And so I had a conversation with myself. I was like, okay, well, what do I want? Well, I'd like to eventually have a house and a family and a money to, you know, go on trips and do this. Like I thought to myself, what is my end goal here? Am I really passionate about this work or do I just want to have a cool job and have money? And I realized that really what I want is just to be able to do whatever the fuck I want, not have anything to do about it and have anybody say anything about it. And so what I started doing, (laughs) and I think it's been years enough that I can tell this is I, I continued with the course, but I started telling everyone that I changed my major to a general computer science degree. And so for the last two years, everybody I worked for thought that I had a, I was getting a bachelor's in computer science. And when I graduated about three months after I found a company that was basically looking for somebody that knew computers, but also could talk shop with regards to healthcare. And that's how I got my first job in training electronic health records. Oh yeah, Matt's job is super boring, by the way. Yeah, it it is. It is. But we won't go into that. But because I played that angle, a year after I graduated ITT Tech, I was making $50,000 a year. Uh, I had a great job. I had benefits. And everybody else I graduated with was scraping by making you know $12 an hour. At and by the way, this is $50,000 over a decade ago, and that meant something. Y- yes, exactly. Exactly. And it started me on the career path that I am on now. The other guys weren't so lucky. Most of them ended up getting other Joe jobs. Uh, Some were in the industry, some weren't, but it didn't work out for a lot of them. And so I told, I said all that to say this, it's not just about like, because a lot of people like to sell you on this idea of like, you have to know right away what you want to do and pursue that with all your might. No, you don't. What, 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 what you have to, I think you should try to know is what do you want your life to be? Like Chris was saying, if you want your life to be living in a van and just traveling the world and have no fucking commitments, no bills. Okay. Work towards that. If you want a wife and a kid and a family. Okay. Work towards that. The benefit of my job. Like I don't give a fuck about my job. Let me, and when I say that is like, I don't brag about it. I don't like having discussions about how my work is going. My work is fine. I go in, I work with good people. I do my job. I come home. What I care about in my life is not the work that I do. It's all the shit I do in between. I get to hang out with two of the best friends that I've fucking ever had in my life and talk about politics and talk Who about- Who are they? Can now games. kill them. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would be you guys. Oh, thank um, you. I get to hang out with my fucking family all the time. We go on trips. I've been to Europe. I've gone to Disneyland. I've gone. I've been to 38 out of the 50 states. I have friends, family, life. That is what I, what I value in my life. And the work that I do is just the thing that allows me to do all that. 
Work yep. to live versus live to work. Yep. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> that That's really all we can say about that, but yes. Man, we went really philo- we really went philosophical on this one, we didn't really we? Did. <laughs> Funny thing about that, so that pro just a quick note, uh that program actually uh got an emergency appeal to the Supreme Court, uh where the bankers and people against oh, it that's... really were trying to stop it, uh, because they're making a bunch of money. And it was actually blocked um by one of the, the by the super evil bitch of the Supreme Court, uh not Amy Clarence Coney Thomas. Barrett. Yes, Amy Coney Barrett. Which is weird because she was she is the Trump darling. She is the super ridiculous, obvious corporate sellout conservative justice. And even she was like, no, we're not we're not fucking seeing this, which is, again, what I kind of knew would happen. Right. Like I wasn't actually Roe. This is why Roe v. Wade actually surprised me a little when it got overturned, because even though Republicans have been pushing for this. And yes, in hindsight, I can totally see where we should have seen this coming. The thing about the Supreme Court is Supreme Court justices really think their shit doesn't stink, right? Like, they are, like, they're so, like, it, it's it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like hanging out with a vegan, right? Like, how do you know someone's a vegan? Oh, they'll fucking tell you about it. How's yeah, someone a lawyer? Worry. They'll let you yeah, know. If, they, if they're a lawyer, if they're a doctor, if they're a fucking vegan, you know, they will fucking they do CrossFit. tell you about it. Yeah, <laughs> they do CrossFit, exactly. Like, they're Wait, just things CrossFit that people, too? things that people will not shut the fuck up about. And that's one of them. So, like, like the Supreme Court justice, like once they get on that bench, they're like, oh, I'm better than regular people. I'm a Supreme Court justice. And that tends to happen, which is why you can have like where like RBG was like, oh, who was the evil bitch that died a little while ago? Um, Scalia, right? Our, oh, RBG yeah. was like, oh, me and Scalia are cool. Like, yeah, we disagree about fucking everything. And I think his views are reprehensible. But we have lively debates. And we have this, this because, again, they literally sit on Mount Olympus judging us mere mortals. Like, it really is an absolute ego trip being on the Supreme Court. And everybody knows this. Like, Supreme Court justices are fucking snobs, even the best of them. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a fucking stuck-up bitch. Now, did she do amazing things? Yes. Did she do incredible things for women's rights and civil rights in this country? Absolutely. Were a majority of her rulings on the right side of history? 100%. Am I grateful for what she did in her tenure on the court? Absolutely. Was she a stuck-up privileged bitch who thought she was better than everyone? 100%. And I'm tired of pretending she wasn't. She was not a fucking saint. She was a super fucking privileged person who broke some glass ceilings and then thought she was better on everyone and then ruled on high for Mount Olympus. Luckily for us, her rulings were pretty just. But she definitely thought she was better than us mere mortals. And it came through in a lot of her interviews. Anyway, look them up. And she's like the most humble of them all. Now start looking at interviews with any other Supreme Court justice and you will literally watch someone just masturbate on TV. It's ridiculous. And that happens. So justices go in there typically with agendas and owing favors and high political views. And then in the end, like, oh, but I'm here now and I can't ever be taken away. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I think is right. Now, again, sometimes what you think is right is reprehensible. Look at Clarence fucking Thomas. Clarence fucking Thomas is an absolute human shit stain. But Clarence Thomas is not doing anything for the Republican Party. He doesn't care about them. Clarence Thomas is actually why he stayed the fuck away from his wife and all her bullshit. Like, he thinks he's better than the rest of humanity. So, his views suck. But he's doing it from a I he's he's ruling it like an immortal god, and that's what they're doing. And that's Amy Coney Barrett. She went in there as some lowly federal judge who was doing anything she could with the Heritage Foundation to get in. But now that she's in, she doesn't owe them shit, and she will make book deals and interview money for the rest of her life, regardless of who likes her or who hates her. It doesn't matter. So now she's ruling what she feels, even if she did owe anything. What the fuck are they going to do about it? Exactly. She's appointed for life. She's there unless she actually commits some horrifying, egregious act that would make the Senate impeach her. It'll never happen. And it's never happened. It won't fucking happen. Um, She can now rule as she sees fit. And so now we see instead of the freshman appointed to the court of she's going to be a Trump darling. Now she's ruling like a Supreme Court justice saying, Yes, sure. The she sees these political squabbles beneath her now and beneath the court, and that's the long-winded reason I went through this. Is Supreme Court justices once they're there for a few minutes, they recognize they're better than you, and so these these petty squabbles are beneath them. And if they don't feel it's an actual constitutional issue, they won't touch it. Uh, Roe v. Wade was really the exception to that one. 
Um, and I think mm-hmm. it's because they, they picked justices who actually felt that way. Like, I actually do believe that Amy Coney Barrett and what's his name? The drunk frat boy. Um, Kavanaugh, uh, Amy Coney yeah. Barrett and Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. Um, actually believe that women should not have the right to body autonomy. Like, that's the thing is they didn't go in there with a political agenda or because they felt they owed someone something or they promised something like, no, they, I think they actually don't think women are human beings and deserve that 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 basic human right. But that's the thing. They are ruling because of that. And so the idea that they were going to be able to appeal to a conservative court about like Joe Biden's forgiving debt, that was never going to fly. I'm not surprised at all. But man is the right piss at Amy Coney Barrett. And it's I love it. I just I, I just love watching right wingers have fucking temper tantrums. It's wonderful. So good. So good. Now, let's go into what I really want to talk about tonight, which is the fucking audacity <laughs> oh real quick side note this is not even worth a real discussion uh but look it up online it's fantastic state asset vouch who continuously is obviously racist homophobic transphobic he's just a a, a rapist piece of shit and is now preaching fucking nato dominance and again he's a total state asset at this point has now said that lefties are worse than nazis and holocaust deniers Wow. Yes. So look it up. He's now actually oh, he's saying going in for full Jimmy Dore status right now, where he's just appearing yeah, to the right. Yeah, tankies yeah. and leftists are worse than Holocaust deniers and Nazis. Because again, if it's not wow. about a group he cares about, it doesn't matter. And denying the Holocaust is totally a okay. As long as you don't disagree with him, then it's cool to be a pedo. Fuck Vouch. Yep. I hope he gets hit by fucking lightning or a Jew. Anyway, the point is <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Um, and now I want to go into people who are right-wingers who actually uh, admit to being right-wingers, unlike Vouch. Um, and that is there's a case going on. It's heading to the Supreme Court. And it's been talked about a little bit. It is not getting nearly the fucking press coverage it needs at all. If you want to hear about Moore versus Harper, you actually have to go looking for it. You either have to be a fucking nut job, uh, like my partner who watches court cases for fun, or... Um, you have to be someone who's in the know or is looking for this, but you will not find it on much front page stuff. And what Moore versus Harper is, is it is a court case uh, about uh, North Carolina. I believe it's North Carolina, right? Could be South Carolina. It's one of the Carolinas. But I think it's North Carolina where basically the Republican um, election committee drafted a map, a, ger- a map that is like the most gerrymandered hunk of shit you've ever seen. Like it is absolutely ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that even other Republican think tanks were like, dude, what are you doing here? And so it was so awful. It actually went to the state Supreme Court, which in a southern state, a conservative Supreme Court looked at this and went, no. Now, this is a Republican majority Supreme Court in North Carolina absolutely would not let it go. And so there is this um, there is a theory that is called independent state legislature theory. Right. And that's because in the election clause, it basically says that states have the right to run elections as they see fit and their legislature can do what they want. And Congress has the final say as to whether or not that's cool. These fucking weirdos are basically, as most conservatives do, kind of like how Christians pick phrases out of the Bible out of context to to justify what they want. That's what this is. And they're saying that basically states, legislatures have the final say. Nothing can go over it. Nothing can be done. And so therefore, anything ruled by the state Supreme Court, any vetoes by the governor, none of it matters. Only the state Senate. That's all that can be done. And no one believes this. Even right-wingers don't believe this. Um, it obviously went to the state Supreme Court. They ruled, no, this is a ridiculous fucking map. You have to redo it to something that's fair and nonpartisan. And they refused to do it. And so now they've gone to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said, we will not hear this case. This is bullshit. Go back. And they upheld the state Supreme Court's ruling. Well, now they're making a further case to the Supreme Court saying that, oh, no, the Constitution says this is right. So now it has become a constitutional case. And so the Supreme Court will hear it. Right now. Why do we care? So what? A state has a gerrymandered map. Right. Well, why is this such a big fucking deal? Well, don't worry. I'll tell you. Thanks for being interested, fellas. So <laughs> I'll tell you fucking why. Don't ask me the reason why someone asked me why it's important. 
Why is, why is it, it important, important, Chris? There you go. The reason why this is so fucking important is because much like most constitutional rulings, like Roe v. Wade, which is about privacy, no, it has huge implications, right? And so what this that what this does is this sets a precedent that the legislature of a state is not the state Supreme Court, the Congress, or the state Senate, and the governor. No, no, it is the state Senate only, and they are completely at power, and nothing can be revoking. A governor cannot veto anything they do in terms of elections, and the state Supreme Court can now no longer view, can no longer have any ruling or any say on what they do with elections. Why is that a problem? Because Trump was literally trying, this is what led to January 6th, is Trump was trying to convince state legislatures to send fake electors now, that was blocked, Yeah, but if this were to go through, if this ruling were to be for um, uh, that, that, fucking, that, that fucking idiot idea of independent state legislatures, they're calling it ISL, but that's a weird one. So it's independent state legislature, and if they rule in favor of that, this would mean that states could do that. That regardless of who actually wins a vote the state Senate can just decide who are the electoral votes, no matter what the people's vote no longer matters. 100% of the population of a state could vote for candidate a and the state Senate, which is filled for candidate B could say no and send candidate B delegates regardless of who actually won. And it does a few other things like uh, um, uh, basically um, this would end all protections against gerrymandering, right? Um, le- legislators that are totally partisan would have a f- free reign to just like they could just draw congressional districts that make no sense. They're drawn along racial, ethnic, uh, financial, political boundaries, whatever they want, right? And we see this in like Florida, Ohio, North Carolina. They do this all the time, but now they could do it without any friction whatsoever. There would be no appealing to the state court, right? There would just be no way to do that, you know, and some states don't like in Arizona, California and Michigan. I looked this up. They actually have independent redistricting uh, councils, but southern states. So I think our southern states are trash. Um, now, this would also like kill pro voter election rules that are in state constitutions. So like anything your governor and 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 state Supreme Court and even Senate in the past that has put through to guarantee voting rights into your state constitution could be overturned like that in one vote by the state Senate, and it would be done. There'd be nothing they could do. Um, There'd be no discretionary authority for state and local election officials. And we're talking like secretaries of state, uh, especially where like voting laws don't address like the tiny itty bitty detail policies. Like if a secretary of state determines that state law allows them the discretion to order the counting of a certain mail-in ballot or a certain group of ballots, um, a a state legislature uh, could stop them if the legislature had not directly granted discretion over that exact specific matter. They can just be like, nope, you're not doing it, even though it's already been ordered by election officials. This would completely remove governors from being able to veto any fucking weird draconian uh, state election laws. Because the legislature majority would have total say and the governor could veto nothing anymore. It would make all elections super fucking chaotic. And again, we're talking like this would completely eradicate the vote. Like, that's the biggest issue. State courts could no longer ever protect a voter. Any extreme legislature could totally subvert an election uh, because they have total, they could have unfair vote counting. They could have voter intimidation at the polls. I mean, these are things that are literally enshrined in state constitutions that would disappear overnight in red, in red states. This would end democracy. And again, we don't even have a true democracy. We have an aristocracy that pretends it's a republic, but we wouldn't even have that anymore. This would become a one-party system that we would immediately slip to a Republican for life. We we, we would we would dip into kingship at that point. It would it would become feudalism overnight. And and I know that sounds hyperbolic. It's not. There they would be trigger laws put immediately into place if this passes, and all purple states that are currently controlled by Republicans or purple states that are currently controlled by Democrats, the second their state senate flips, they will immediately trigger all these laws into place, and that state will be gone forever this would completely end democracy. So I am terrified that the st- that the federal Supreme Court is even willing to look at this. I am hopeful that the kind of stuff we're seeing from like Amy Coney Barrett, like they've now hit their like, no, I'm better than all of you. And they will actually vote with the constitution because the constitution doesn't read this way. 
The Constitution was very clear in its checks and balances. And it, it, by, by saying that Congress, federal Congress, has the final say on whether or not a state's law is bullshit um, is a clear indication of exactly. And again, these are founding fathers. These are racist, slaveholding rapists who did not want common people to vote, right? These were not good dudes. And even they were like, this ain't fucking flying. Fuck no. We're not, let it, we're not, we're not trusting states. They sure as fuck didn't trust the states. These are federalists. They thought states' rights were stupid, and I agree with them. It's the only thing I agree with these bastards on. But this is why it's important. It is going before SCOTUS this year, and they will basically determine whether or not we have any kind of fair election at all. It's fucking deplorable that this is even a debate in our country. And I say that based on the idea that we espouse ourselves to be better than this. We espouse ourselves to be this country in which everyone's voice matters. We espouse that that you can come here, that you can make it big, and that we do great things, and, and that we have all this freedom, and, and we just don't. And this kind of, like, insanity doesn't even make any fucking sense to me. You know what the largest countries are that have a governmental election system like this? The, the, the three largest countries that have a system like this would put in place is Iran, Russia, and China. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> that is the exact governmental system that is put into place when this happens. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, we have this idea that we are so much better and that we have all of the good ideas and we have all of this freedom and all of these check and balance of uh, of government and it just doesn't fucking exist and especially doesn't exist when these types of things even become ideas here because they're deplorable and all it is is one side or the other doing everything that they can so that the other side can't do anything yep a one party rule yeah that's it so that's what's going on the Supreme Court this year. That is happening. That is the stake that's happening. Like, if you thought the Roe v. Wade decision was bad, this one is even worse. And they haven't made a decision, and I'm really hoping it's rare, but I am I am praying that arrogance wins the day and they don't get partisan. Now, we again, we know that pieces of shit like Clarence Thomas will be for this. Uh, this will not be a unanimous decision. Clarence Thomas loves this kind of shit. He is actually true and true, a, a, a faithful religious believer in conservatism and the Republican Party. So he will vote for this kind of shit. Kavanaugh actually might. He's even said there's good arguments on both sides of this. I actually don't think Amy Coney Barrett would vote for this, but I don't know. But the point is, the odds are against us. I am hoping it doesn't go through. But if it does, I mean... Literally, that is the end of the Republic. It's over. It's weird that we're even having this conversation right now. Like, I di- I'd never thought that we'd get to this point. I did. That's why I bought guns. <sighs> uh, that's why I have friends with guns. <laughs> I'm useful for a different reason. When shit goes down, I'm driving to Chris's house first so we can get him and his guns. Then we're going to Kay's house so that, you know, we'll have fucking water and power when we get to wherever we're going. Oh, and we're no, no. Go find- Kay's coming to you. Kay's got a four-wheel drive vehicle that can go. Oh, that's right. I forgot you bought a new car. Yeah, let me tell you which vehicle's not coming. Either of mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nope. Your you mean partner's your, got a your great midlife one for that. mobile? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're we're going to load up in the, the Jeep and the truck. And Hey, hold on, hold on. The sports car I got in the divorce after my hair fell out is not a midlife crisis mobile. How dare you? <laughs> Yeah, for those, for those of you that don't know, because we're coming to the end, I'm going to just say it. Like, I want it known on record. So, Chris, as the unique distinction of being the first person I've ever met to have all the markers of going through a midlife crisis without ever actually having gone through a midlife crisis. Right. He went through a divorce. He bought us. He got a sports car. He started. No, but dating. I didn't. I didn't get one. I, I didn't buy one. Yeah. I. I was one was gifted you got to one. me. Yes. <laughs> if you have all of the markers of a mid- midlife crisis, wouldn't you just call that a midlife crisis? So, so here's the thing: he, Reg- he had regardless all this, of whether no. he did it on purpose or not, 
No, that's no, sad. that is no. the, that is well, intent actually matters on an emotional yeah, crisis. Y- yeah, because that's the thing. It's like so when guys are going through an emotional crisis, midlife crisis, and it's like it's they're they're driven. Hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick. If someone has long hair and they're talking on a Bluetooth in their ear and you can't see it, they have all the markers of someone with schizophrenia. They do not have schizophrenia. Good point. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. I'll accept that. That was it. So it's like from the outside, anybody that was looking at Chris would be like, are, are you okay? Do you, do you need a hug? Like, can we help I mean, you yes. out? But all of us on the inside, we're like, no, he's great. He's actually, us. yeah, he's living his best life right now. He's actually doing really well for himself. It's just, you know, yeah. from the outside, he looks like he's going through a midlife crisis. I just really hit all the tropes, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so anyway, the, the point of all this is shit's hitting the fan. It's not, you know, I know we've been in the darkest timeline for a while so uh if, if you so don't long. know if you haven't heard of the weasel theory i still i i subscribe more to it every day in 2016 <laughs> a weasel got into the hadron collider and fucked up an experiment and everything has gone bad since then and explains fucking everything as far as i'm concerned uh we have definitely shifted into the darkest timeline um but don't worry kids it's gonna get a lot worse so keep your heads up and and watch for this this is this is important this is shit we need to talk about you need to share this on social media there needs to be a backlash for this people need to be aware of what is being taken away from this is how we lost the right for women to have fucking body autonomy it's because everyone got real fucking cozy about it stop being nobody wants to talk about it yeah and because no one's promoting it because the people that want this to happen are not talking about it on purpose and 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 not to sound like too much of an anarchist you were born free governments do not give you rights governments restrict your rights they take them away and when governments enshrine your human rights they have simply decided the natural born rights that you were gifted and i know you're listening to this and probably touching your nipples 805 podcast but um but it's it's legit. This is this is where me and anarchists completely agree. Governments are not here to enshrine your rights. They are here to restrict your freeborn natural rights. Sometimes that can be a good thing, like requiring driver's licenses, you know. But like further, and, and you know, maybe doctors should have medical degrees, and there should be medical boards, and maybe we should regulate how much toxic waste gets poured into the well. Like I think there are times where a government is really useful, but in terms of a government giving you rights, governments never give you rights. Governments allow exceptions for rights. And if a government can grant you a right, a government can take away a right. And that's what we're seeing all the time in Washington. That's how it's been. It's been a long standing tradition. And just like women lost the right to be considered human beings with rights over their own bodies, we are now soon, if this goes the wrong way in the Supreme Court, we will lose the right to determine our own government. That's big. Talk about it. Be mad about it. Start some shit. Riot's work. Yep. And until then, we'll be back here next week to find out what happens when that court ruling goes through. It won't be next week, but this year. Don't worry. We're not we're not giving up on this. As things develop, we will talk about it. Um, but all is not lost. Reach out to your fellow people. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And do not forget that the revolution is you. Thank you.